Welcome to the Empowered Essence Podcast, where we liberate you and empower you to let your soul lead the way in life and business. I am your host, Laura Lawrence, sharing my thoughts and intimate conversations with featured guests on human design, energetics, and spirituality to provide you with the tools you need to tap into your most authentic self. I am here to empower you to walk away feeling ready to live your most expansive and purposeful life. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another week of Empowered Essence. I am so pumped for this episode because we have a reflector on this episode. I, you know, as you all know, reflectors only represent 1% of the world's population. They're the unicorns of human design. And this reflector in particular, we had a very serendipitous meeting uh, we met about a month ago at a an event that I was speaking at. She was an, an attendee, and I've been doing speaking engagements for the last year, and this is the very first speaking engagement that I actually had a reflector at. So that made me so excited, first and foremost. And we got chatting, we got to know each other, and I just had to have her on as a guest on this podcast. So without further ado, I would like to introduce you to Alex Filion. And so Alex, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, It's so exciting to be here after how we met. And I also kind of have a background in human design, so we can connect on that. And it is interesting being a reflector. So I'm happy to share my experiences. That's so beautiful. That's so great. Yeah. Um, it was really cool because in, in the, in, in the speaking engagement at the, at the event, you know, Alex was almost when we did question and answer period, Alex was almost answering other people's questions. Like you could tell that she had this understanding, this knowledge. And, and so I just thought that it would be so great to, to have you on. So how about you introduce yourself to the audience? Who are you? What do you do? And what are you all about? So I'm, as you said, I'm Alex Fillion. I'm 27 and I live in Cambridge, Ontario. Um, For work, I actually do something a little bit different. Um, My job is a technical sales rep, which is a lot of like math and problem solving and things like that. So it kind of keeps me on my toes. But then I have this other side of me that really loves like astrology and human design and just like diving more and learning more about people and different things like that. And I just, I feel really connected to human design ever since I found out that I was a reflector. Um, So I, yeah, I just, a lot of who I am is actually not being anything at all because of my ability to be a reflector. So I try not to over explain about like who I am because I find that that's actually um, a shadow side of being a reflector but who I am is almost everything and nothing all at once and it's really interesting and it's ever-changing and and so on yeah yeah it evolves over time right based on the people and the experiences that you have and yeah that's a- yeah. yeah yeah and I find like with every century being open having that awareness that I was a reflector like I truly had no idea when I first um, heard about human design. I remember 
I was listening to a podcast. This was about four years ago. Um, and I was driving, I had like an hour drive and the podcast host was, you know, going through all the types. And I remember thinking like, I can truly feel as if I'm every single one of these types. So I didn't know that I was a reflector. I was like, oh, like I, I feel like a generator. I feel like a projector. I feel like a manifester when she was explaining it. And then when I got home, I had looked it up and it said I was a reflector and like, Truly, that was one of the most transitional moments of my life because I was like, wow, I'm all of these types. In a way, I can feel into all of these types, but then I'm, it's so important for me to just kind of come back to myself every single day and to ground myself and to be with myself. And for so many years of my life, I was surrounded by people and I didn't know how to be alone because I was so drawn to people. And that, that was actually really unhealthy for me. And then my identity kind of built on that. It built on being around people and being around environments that maybe weren't healthy for me. And then my identity became some someone that I didn't love because of that. And when I had found out about human design, I was in that period of my life where I was about to move to a new city. So I was about to eliminate my whole environment. And it was like like a serendipitous moment for me because human design found me when I was ready for that kind of change and that shift. And I think that's why I took it and I ran with it. And ever since then, I have been so interested in everyone else's human design because in a way, the more that I read other people's charts, the more... I can understand people. And the more I can understand people, the more I can understand myself. Mm. Oh my gosh. I have chills just with everything that you, that you said. So first of all, I truly believe, and I've said this on my podcast a number of times that human design finds you at the exact perfect moment in your life. So if you are feeling drawn to human design and any point in your life, like there is a reason there's some sort of information, knowledge, wisdom that you are meant to understand about yourself, about the people that you're around. And like you talking about like that transition, like that shift from basically detaching from all of the people and the environment that you were around into like this new environment, like you got to redefine yourself. And as a reflector, like it's really all about like you evolving and changing and going with the flow to allow yourself to evolve, to allow yourself to change. And so I'd love to hear then, you know, when you, when you moved to the new city, like, how was that? Like, what was that transition like? It was hard. It was hard because I was so conditioned by the environment that I was in. I grew up in a really small town. So my friend group was everything to me, you know, my family, like, I was never alone. I never had the opportunity to be alone because I was surrounded by so many people. And I love being around people. Like I get my energy from being around people. But what I didn't realize is that being around all these people, I was picking up on their emotions. I was picking up on their anxieties, their stresses. Like I have every single one of my centers open and I'm so sensitive that I thought that there was something wrong with me 
Mm-hmm. And it took me moving away and me being in my own environment and being alone to realize that, you know, those weren't my feelings. Those weren't my stresses. Those weren't, you know, my anxieties. But at the same time, you know, being alone was hard because it was so different for me. And I had, I didn't know who I was. I had to kind of decondition everything that I thought I was Mm -hmm. and come back to my soul, which was essentially waiting for me there. It was hard. It was, you know, being alone as a reflector. Like I remember asking um, someone who was really into human design at the time. I'm like, you know, is it kind of unhealthy for a reflector to be really lonely? And they had said like, yeah, like a reflector needs a community, a hundred people. For every one reflector, they need a hundred people. And I was like, so I didn't know if moving away was the right decision at the time. But then once I started unpacking everything and kind of, you know, learning how to be alone and learning how to come back to myself and have these like healthy habits for myself, that's when it started to shift for me. And that's when it started to change for me. And then the right people I was able to call in and the community became better. It's like you needed to get away to come back to you and what it is that you're all about. Because like the gift as a reflector is like when you know your like baseline, when you know like yourself, when you're in the presence of other people, you can sense like what's off with them. And you always like what you said is like none of those anxieties or none of those fears or none of those um, feelings, those emotions that you were feeling were necessarily yours, but you've got to understand that baseline of yourself mm-hmm. to know what am I, what am I taking on? So I'd love to know, like, you know, you talked about like what's healthy for you. So have you taken on any like energetic practices or things that like help you discern what you're taking on versus what's your own or, or even like any like grounding and protection that you do for your own energy? Yeah, so it's interesting because now that I have awareness of being a reflector, it's actually instant when I can feel someone's stress. Like I don't have to like process it. It's kind of like, oh, this person's in a bad mood, like, and it's nothing to do with me, but I feel it. Like I intensely feel it. Um, Like I could be in the car with someone and I'm like, get me out of here. But then it's just kind of learning to surround yourself by the right people is obviously really important. And then coming home and just spending time with just me. Like I just, I have like two baths a day sometimes because I just need that alone time to kind of like breathe, meditate. Meditation is really good. Um, I love yoga, but I do love going to like a hot yoga class because I can feel just the good vibes of the class. So I do that quite often. Journaling has been a huge part of my life since I found out about human design I try to journal like any of my anxieties or my stresses that maybe I'm feeling in the day and just kind of slowing them down with a pen helps me process it and be kind of grateful for them in a way Mm -hmm. oh that's so beautiful I do find like journaling helps helps me as well like as a projector like I I relate in a lot of ways to like taking on the energy of other people and like having alone time so like my story my background is 
like I was very evolved or very involved with like the corporate world and climbing the corporate ladder. And I was very much in that like hustle culture, that hustle mentality. And then when I went on maternity leave, I was home every day. I was away Mm -hmm. from that. And that was like my first opportunity to like come back to me. And it's like, what do I like? What do I enjoy? Like, what is my baseline? And I think, I think probably COVID was, you know, a blessing in a lot of ways for people, you know, working from home and shutdown and, and those energy shifts, like people who don't have the, like the language around it, like the language of human design to help understand, okay, why do I feel this way? Or why am I taking on these things? Like they don't, they don't know. And it's like this, like, wisdom, this vocabulary, this like way that like people can really truly understand themselves and, and, and how much the outside world truly impacts them. Cause I don't think people really fully understand that if they're not, not immersed in this world. Yeah. I love that you said that it's a language because that's truly how I feel. And, and it's hard as a reflector because I can feel things so intensely and so in the moment that I like like I can kind of read through things and I want I wish that I was that people could come to me and and me be like look I know that you are having anxiety right now like if I say that it just is not received fully you know what I mean and I and it almost feels like I'm blaming them but it's like it's hard to explain but I do wish that the language was more accessible. And like, even yesterday I had my coworker, um, her son just turned four and four years ago when he was first born, I had read his chart and she remembered one thing that I had said to her. And now that he's four and starting school and he's kind of going through this hardship, she had asked me to redo, like reread his chart and it's just so powerful for her even to understand the language of him, of her son and kind of, you know, help him in ways that maybe she wouldn't be able to help him without that awareness. Oh yeah. Like I, I dream of a world that like everybody understands human design. Like, like I think about parenting, like how much that would help parents in terms of understanding their child, raising their child based on, their own, um, their own path, their own energy, like not, not imposing or projecting on Mm -hmm. on their children, like based on their own personal experience and even like the corporate world, like how amazing it would be. I always find myself, like, even when I'm at work, I'm like, okay, that person is a manifesting generator. They're doing all the things, like let them do all the things. I'm the, I'm the projector. I'll, I'll guide, I'll oversee this. It's like, just this, like, almost like this confirmation every moment of your life that everybody is different and it is okay to be different. Mm -hmm. And, and like bringing that awareness to other people that like, it is okay to be you and not to get like absorbed by, you know, the energy or the thoughts or the opinions of, of other people throughout the day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So tell me about your childhood. (laughs) I know this might be a really deep question, but like, tell me about your childhood. Like what, what were like some experiences that, um, you might've had, like, did you ever, did you ever feel different or did you ever feel 
like um, people maybe didn't understand you in a way that you desired them to understand you, just being a reflector. Yes, very much so. I I really, really struggled as a kid because obviously my parents didn't understand that I was a reflector and I actually had temper tantrums because I was like, I was so consumed with the energy around me and, you know, not to put blame on my parents or anything, but they, you know, they had me pretty young. So they're still learning who they were. And I think that really affected me personally. I'm also the oldest child. So, you know, having two younger siblings, having parents who like later divorced, um, and kind of being surrounded by ever-changing environments. Like I, I really did react. I was reactive and I became very reactive as a child. Like I remember um, one time, you know, my mom, we were talking, we were having a conversation and like she started crying and like I started cr- crying and it was like, almost like I, I took on her emotions. I took on her feelings. I took on her stresses. And because I was the oldest, I was so aware of, of what was going on. And yeah, it was hard. It was, it was hard. And I so eagerly wanted to grow up. Like I so eagerly wanted to grow up. And I think now realizing it and looking back on it, it was because I, I didn't have anywhere to come home to. I didn't have a safe space for, for me to decompress and so eventually like growing up I just kind of I took that on as my identity and now that I've done all this work and I'm in a really healthy relationship and my life is so different like my my mom and my stepdad they tell me all the time they're like you are literally a different person Mm -hmm. and I'm like I'm not a different person. I'm just in a different environment. Yeah. And I don't know if I said this, but Alex just got engaged. She was just in Europe and yes. she had a beautiful proposal in Europe. And so congratulations. That's so exciting. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that is, that is so cool. How that, how that has evolved and changed. So like bringing it back to today, like what are some things that are, you know, boundaries that you've set for yourself or, you know, things about your environment that are like non-negotiables or, or that sort of stuff. Like, what do you, what do you look for in that space? Well, I think a lot of it has to do with my partner because I'm with him all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, So because in a way I'm so open that I become the person that I'm with. Um, So for, for, him to be healthy and himself allows me to kind of reflect and be his all his qualities which in my opinion are are such good qualities that our relationship is so healthy and then that allows me to kind of be empowered in who I am and like he honors that I need alone time he honors it so it's just a really good cycle that we have yeah. And then I, I can just kind of come back to myself, like I was saying, and with all the open centers, I, I really just need to empty them out if, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so doing that and being able to do that, I think that is why I've changed so much is because, you know, not only am I 
not in an unhealthy relationship or an unhealthy environment. I'm, I've done all these things for myself and they've kind of led me to where I am today. And then that allows me to reflect in a healthy way, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I think it just goes to show the importance of like, when you focus on yourself, that impacts all of the people around you. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of people, there's like this backwards thinking, I feel like in society where it's like focusing on me or asking for alone time or setting boundaries around like my needs is like a selfish thing. And I think you're like just the perfect example of it's not selfish, actually, like it's, it's a super healthy thing. And that reflects back for you in your relationship with your partner that reflects back with your relationship with your parents and your family and, and all of that. I'm, exactly. Yeah. I'm curious <laughs> the, the thing I was thinking about, what, what's your partner's human design? He's a manifesting generator mm-hmm. and like he, like he has um his uh, Venus and cancer. So he's like the most gentle soul that you'll ever meet. Like he, he really is. And, and I think the me moving away and becoming clear on who I am and kind of coming back to my soul allowed me to call him in, in the, in the most beautiful way, because I realized that like every previous partner that I've ever been with has, was so toxic. And then that in a way made me become toxic because I was reflecting back you know, this, it was just this unhealthy pattern. And so I learning human design helped me manifest him in a healthy way. Oh, that's so beautiful. He He's very gentle. So I feel like I've kind of taken on that energy too, which is in alignment with, with my highest self, which I want to be this, this way, like, this is who I want to be. And who, when I look at my highest self, it's almost like I'm looking at him. If that makes sense. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, like this is, oh my gosh, this is so awesome. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy talking to you about this. And like, I, I follow you on Instagram. Obviously we haven't known each other very long, but like just following your energy on Instagram and the connection that you have with your partner, it just seems so beautiful and so genuine, which reverberates like you feel that get into this like world of energy you start like picking up on things you sense things it's like just this like intuitive nature and you can really sense like those people that have done the work those people that um know themselves those people that are just yeah just very genuine souls and and I I feel that so deeply with you thank you I feel that with you as well (laughs) thank you thank you we have we have very similar backgrounds because I, I too have my corporate job, but my big, so not only did my maternity leave be like a big catalyst in my life. Also, I, before that, like I, I left my hometown, moved to Toronto, my whole friend group changed, like just so much, so much happened in my life in those, when I changed my environments as well, like that, like changes so much. Um, and, and I think, this is this is 100% super important for reflectors but projectors and manifestors as well like the environment piece i think is is really important too because we 
we are absorbing and amplifying that sacral energy and being able to detach from certain environments and like coming back to our own is like that cleaning out that you talk about. It's just like Mm -hmm. emptying out that, that tank and being able to like realize, yeah, who we are and what it is that we are all about and and all of those things. So yeah, it's very, very. And I feel like for me, because part, like when I was researching reflectors at first, it was almost like everything that was coming up was saying not to attach yourself to a, I am a reflector or, you know, I am this, I am that like almost defining me is, is not healthy because I'm supposed to be everything and I'm supposed to be nothing. I'm just supposed to be in the moment. Mm -hmm. And that's where that surprise element comes in. In, in being in the moment, just like let's go of all that disappointment for me it just allows me to kind of, it's hard because as a human, you want to attach yourself to a title. Like even with work, um, you know, I have a title, but I, I try to look at my job in terms of how I feel and the abundance that it gives me. um, And, you know, the freedom that it gives me, I get to work from home and all these things. So in a way, I have to kind of detach myself from the title and just kind of move into the feeling Mm -hmm. if that. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Like, it's really all about this, like coming back to your body, like what is your body telling you and like moving through the world that way. So one thing that characterizes reflectors is your decision-making process. And so everybody knows that the authority for the reflectors is to wait 28 days. And for a lot of people, they're like, what, 28 days? Like, that seems like forever. Like, how, how does a reflector operate if they have to wait 28 days? Um, but what, why that's so important is because reflectors are lunar beings. So all of the other energy types are tied to the sun, whereas the reflectors are tied to the lunar cycles. And so you recharge your energy at night, sleeping, getting eight hours is really, really important because that's your time to like recharge and and decompress. But there's something very magical about that new moon to new moon cycle. So that's where the 28 days comes from. And there are, you know, patterns or lessons or experiences that you learn or you go through in those 28 days. So allowing a longer period of time to make like big decisions about a house or a partner or a new job or those sorts of things. Like it's really important to provide yourself that time. So I'd love to hear from you how that resonates with you, how you've, how that's played out in your life, how your decision-making has changed since you've learned about human design. Yeah, it's definitely challenging because our society doesn't really allow for the 28 day uh, cycle that we're supposed to be on. Um, So I haven't had all that much practice, but I do recognize that the more time that I can take on even a small decision the better like for example I'll go through phases where I'm like I want a dog and then like I wait 28 days and I'm like never mind (laughs) where it's like I can't rush anything I have to just kind of you know look at my life and be like I need more time (laughs) and it can be the smallest thing like for example 
we're renovating our kitchen and we got the design in yesterday and we have another version of that design to go through but it's almost like I don't want to make any decision on the second version of that design until I wait 28 days because my creativity changes mm-hmm. and everything changes for me like I've already gone through two lunar cycles of completely new ideas yeah. so it's hard it's like almost I need more than one Um, lunar cycle it's like for every small idea I need a lunar cycle which is hard sometimes Um, but the more the better (laughs) and I do feel um, and I think this is true for all types that we have the urge to do exact opposite of what our strategy is so like for manifestors they um, they really want to hide in themselves rather than initiate And for projectors, they really want to give advice rather than to wait for advice. And for generators, they want to respond out of frustration, even though that's really unhealthy. For reflectors, we want to rush everything. Mm -hmm. We really want to rush everything. (laughs) We don't want to wait. But that's like really unhealthy for us. And as every type learns to listen to their strategy is actually better than to kind of respond or whatever in that moment. So I find that really interesting that learning about all the other types, um, you know, they're all kind of connected to reflectors in a way. Oh, for sure. For sure. Like like the, I, from like an authority perspective, like the, the 28 day cycle is a lot like the emotional authority. So like I'm an emotional authority. And and when you say like, you want to rush things or you want to like make a decision, like in the moment, like you desire that that's like very much me. Like I, I can make really quick decisions, but my issue is, is that like, I might, like I might regret it. Like I've got like high buyer's remorse. Um, but leaning into that and understanding that I've been allowing myself to like, you know, give myself so much more grace and to say like, there could be a totally different outcome of this. If I do give myself that time and space to like, listen, to allow myself to evolve, you know, not making the decision in the emotional high of it all. And, and so I, I, I feel like there's like, like the emotional authority in the the lunar cycle, like there is like a lot of parallels in that. Mm-hmm. And, and there, I totally agree that like, we want to do the thing that we're not meant to do. It's like this, like instinctive thing. It's that lower frequency. It's not that we can't do it. It's not that you can't make a decision in a moment. You can 100% do that, but is that for our highest good? And it's like allowing ourselves. And that's like where, that's what I think is so cool about human design is it's like, it, it really forces us to evolve. It really forces us to, to look at things differently versus like a personality test, which labels you and says, mm-hmm. this is who you are. And you feel like it's just like this snapshot of a point in time. Whereas like, I find human design is really like, like, yes, there are labels and a lot of people feel turned off by that. And even to your point, like you don't necessarily say the I am words about Mm -hmm. being a reflector, but the, the beautiful thing about it that I see at least is that it's an evolution. It's an experiment. It's this opportunity to expand and to grow, take what works, leave what doesn't and, and, and try to see where life takes you 
when, when you start embodying and doing things differently from the way that you maybe have been conditioned or the way that you feel is the way that it should be done. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. And I feel as a reflector, I really resonate with all of the centers in the human design body graph because, because all of mine are open. It's almost like I can understand what it's like to have an open center and what it's like to have a defined center because I have this life experience of being around people that have the defined center. So then I can take that on and reflect it, amplify it. But then I can also have that experience of what it's like to have an open center. Mm -hmm. So I have found for me is like teaching people about the centers has been very rewarding and fulfilling for me because it's like, I have this wisdom that comes with being reflector of learning the centers more than any other type. Yeah. Oh, that is, that is so cool. I I really like that. Um, I think I've got to use that in my teachings, but I do find like when I, when I teach courses as well, like I, I found a lot of value in understanding the centers, but when I teach courses, like everybody's interested in the centers because it's like the least it's the, the underrated, you know, everyone wants to know what your energy type is, but when you start diving into the energy centers, you understand why you are the way that you are. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I always start with the centers and I don't even say what they are until after, yeah. <laughs> because I find that it is more like, like the blueprint is coming in and it's more like a map of your soul and it gives you like actual pointers on, you know, how you can learn more about yourself and how you can work with your energy better. So I, I don't know, I, I just really love the centers in human design. And I, I find, you know, especially with children, like you were saying earlier, I think it is a language. And I think it is so important for people to learn and have the awareness of human design because they can raise their kids to live a path of less resistance automatically just by understanding that we're all so different. Yeah, I know. Like imagine a world where like our children are raised in a way that they understand themselves, like right from childhood, because usually like that's where all of our conditioning sets in and, you know, you know, difficult situations occur or whatever that like changes the trajectory of our lives and, and how, cool is that to be able to provide that language to our children so that Mm -hmm. they can grow up in just a very different way or a very different understanding of the world. Yeah. Yeah. And open centers are so challenging. Like even if you just have one open center, like an open root center, you are feeling so much pressure. You are feeling so much stress and just having that awareness that that is not your stress. Having an open emotional center, like those are not your emotions. Mm-hmm. And like being able to to show your kids that or teach them that from a young age, rather than them taking that on as their own. And I think that was me as a child was like, I took all these emotions on as my own. And I'm like, why am I sad? Why? And I started questioning myself. Why am I angry? Why am I frustrated? I wasn't. I just was around people who maybe were, or I was feeling the intensity of my environment. And I had a traumatic thing happen in my environment when I was in high school. And that affected me for two years after. It was like so hard on me. And if only my parents knew that I was a reflector, 
I feel like that experience would have been a lot different for me. Mm, yeah, that's, that is so beautiful. It's like, yeah, just, just having this language that, mm-hmm. that, that changes so, so much and, and knowing knowing oftentimes, like when we take on things that are other people's, we make it mean something about ourselves, about our ability, about, you know, our emotions, about, you know, about ourselves. And, and it's, there's shame, there's guilt, there's all of these things coming up. So it, it becomes this, like it, it, when we say you absorb and amplify the energy in the, in your open centers, like you truly are. And if you hold on to that, if you stay in the lower frequency of those spaces, that's when, you know, your energy centers start clogging up. That's where like disease comes in, you know, illnesses, all of those things. Like when we hold on to these energies that aren't even ours, they impact our body in a physical way. Then like it, 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 like there is these like ripple effects that, that happen. We manifest what we're picking up on. Exactly. And so the awareness is key because without that, we don't realize that those open centers are actually areas where we can grow and learn and forgive and love. But when we're with with someone or in an environment that maybe is not in alignment with who we are, we are taking that in as our own and we're going into the victim's um, method and we're blaming and we're questioning ourselves. And it's just so traumatic. in a way. And I think like, I had to go through all that. I had to learn that about myself. And I had to learn human design in the the timeframe that I learned it in the way that I learned it in order to be where I am now to call in, you know, my future marriage, like, obviously, but everything worked out for me the way that it was supposed to. And I'm so grateful that everything happened the way that it did. But it's hard. It's hard for not just reflectors, anyone that has open centers. I think that is where, where we grow and where we love and where we show our understanding. Yeah. There's a lot of emphasis on the energy centers, like your defined energy centers being like your gifts, your strengths. Mm -hmm. And then, and then the open centers are like, uh, not as important, but really for me, like how I, how I see it is like, they're just like these massive sources of wisdom. And when, to your point, like when you can tap into the energy of them, that's where like the love comes in. That's where like that, like empathy comes in all of those, those beautiful, beautiful, high vibrational energies. Yeah. And I think it's important too, for people with defined centers to understand the other side, you know, for relationships and team building and parenting and like all these things. It's like, it really is a language. And I think like, for me, just learning that I'm a reflector was also learning about all the other types because it, it mattered to me. It was like learning the other types helped me learn me. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so beautiful. Oh, I love, love, love this conversation. So I always ask at the end of every interview, I always ask everyone, what is your quantum vision? What is your quantum vision for yourself, for the world at large? What do you, like, where do you see or what do you desire for yourself and, and the world? I, I desire for the world and for myself to have as many moments where we can all connect to our heart in a day 
Um, I feel like we're on the right path of learning how to do that more frequently. But I think that's what happiness is, is, is moments of connecting to your heart. And I find that with our society, we've gone so far away from that and that we're slowly coming back to that and we're building a higher frequency because of that. Oh, that is so beautiful. I love it. I love it. I love it. So um, if anyone wants to connect with you or to learn more about you, um, are there are there ways that they can follow you on social media or reach out to you in any way? Yes. Yeah, so um, Instagram is just Alex Sillion. I don't really use TikTok or Facebook, so that'd probably be the best way. That's great. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Alex, for being on the podcast today. It was so enlightening and I just love connecting with other people that have a passion for human design. So thank you. Thank you for having me. It was really great. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Empowered Essence. If you loved this episode, don't forget to leave a rating and review on your favorite platform. And until next time, keep shining your light. Thank you.